and you have heard us again. Thank you for answered prayers. Lord, thank you for everyone rising, Lord, to be in service this morning to worship you against all odds. Thank you for drowning their discouragement, drowning their doubt, drowning their laziness and distractions in the precious name of Jesus. We give it all praise and all glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please let's sit together. It's, it's a very cold season so that we can while we're sitting down, also provide warmth for ourselves. Praise God. The Lord is good. And all the time, everyone joining us online, God bless you. You're welcome to service this morning. And I will be sharing this morning on the power of ideas. On the power of ideas. And this will be laying the foundation for what we're going to be sharing in the second service as we look at the courage to thrive in the second service. Please make sure that you pay attention to what we are sharing in this season because they are literally burned out of the burdens that the Lord had laid upon our hearts, especially this season and uniquely for everyone listening to me and this congregation. God bless you for your time this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to share with us the power of ideas. And I will be taking my text from the book of John. The book of John and chapter 1. I will be taking my text from the book of John and chapter 1. And it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Praise God. So it says here, in the beginning was the word. The word word there in Hebrew word or even in Greek word rather is the word logos. The word W-O-R-D does not finally express the concept of logos. Somebody listen to me. So when it says in the beginning was the word John, who was an enlightened apostle in his days, who was also given to study, had adopted the concept of logos, which was the contemplation among the Greek philosophers. It was a word among the Greek philosophers about the creation of things. And so when they looked about the power that of the creations of things, the concept that was used to describe it was logos. Logos was not a religious word. It was not the word that came out of Jesus. It was a word that existed. So John, in order to communicate to the people that this logos that you were talking about, that you believe was a source of all things, and by this logos all things came together, was the word. And he began to drive his discussion towards the person of Jesus. So he picked it from their place of knowledge, and he took them from what is simple eventually to what is complex. And he began to explain the evolution of that concept of Logos. So, invariably, he was saying that Logos existed. And this Logos that you guys have been trying to launch an inquiry into, to arrest that thought and that knowledge is actually the Son of Man that had walked on the face of the head. And that is the person of Jesus. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? But the word Logos in itself means a concept, an idea of things. That's what it means, an idea, a concept that holds things together. So English word is rendered as the word, but that does not fully express it. Now, if you will a bit exchange the word word from this particular chapter of the Bible, then you're going to be reading, in the beginning was an idea. Because the Bible says, by him all things were made, and he ensured 
with an absolute statement that there was nothing made outside this concept. And when I looked deeply into how God created everything, I believe that God created everything for us from an idea. As a matter of fact, the most powerful force upon the earth is an idea. I have found that, that the Holy Ghost will not be able to walk in our life if it doesn't force supply us an idea. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. I mean, in the beginning God created heavens and the earth and the head was without form and darkness was upon the face of the deep and God said, let there be light. The Bible said before then, and the spirit of the Lord broods upon the face of the deep. When you are brooding upon something, it shows that you are thinking. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You are thinking over that subject. So before God created anything, there was a thinking process. When you deny believers the exercise of thinking, you would deny them the power for creation. When believers stop thinking, we will become useless to this world. And it doesn't even matter how much we pray. We're going to become useless to this world because the world has its language. And God created the world with certain principles and systems that the people who are not even Christians just stayed with those principles and they have built things that we literally depend on. Many of us depend on Amazon. Many of us depend on Facebook to interact with our fellow people. Many of us depend on, on Instagram. Many of us depend on WhatsApp to communicate. And these were created by non-tongue speaking individuals. We should rethink our theology so that we can have people of faith begin to build things. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? Because if you do not rethink our theology, we will seek to raise everybody to be like Peter. Not everybody should be like Peter. Not everybody should be another John the beloved. Who saw the revelations of God? We will be thinking to raise everybody like Apostle Paul. But God don't want to raise everyone like Apostle Paul. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Here? Because even when it mattered that the body of Jesus was going to be released, it was not released to any of the apostles or disciples. It was released to a legislator, a politician. So God wants to raise people. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And you need to be, you need to be free. To accept the calling of God for your life, even if it has nothing to do with holding the microphone, and you must treat it with the same I mean, gravity, with the same passion, with the same conviction that a man like Pastor Deboe will run the ministry, a man like Bishop will run the ministry. That is how God wants you and I to think. As a matter of fact, the apostles, the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets are supposed to raise and equip people for the work of the ministry. The word ministry means to serve, to serve a generation. Are you listening? When you are not thinking in this direction, you, you may live your lives not doing the right thing as far as God is concerned. I'm saying that your mind should be open because every time we say, you know, pray in the spirit, you need to pray three hours. You are in your mind. You have isolated praying that long to ministers. It has nothing to do with ministers of the pulpit. It has everything to do with the ministers of our God. And the Bible referred to the people who will rebuild our bridges as the ministers of our God. He said, when now you begin to build desolate places, he said, men will look at you and when they see your systems of oppressions and your modus of oppression, they would only have one reckoning that you guys are the ministers of our God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Then? So it is not only when you mic the podium, you mount it and you hold the microphone that you are a minister of our God. God is raising ministers in every sphere of life. And you must have that as, as your major contemplation. Because I keep saying something in this church, and it appears that many of us don't really understand what I'm saying. That God made us an ambassador. And the Bible said he was in Christ, reconciling things unto himself. 
reconciling things, including politics, including economics, including government, especially government. God reconciled government unto himself. That was why he said, unto you a son is given. A child is born and a son is given and government will be upon his shoulder. And you and I know that Christ is the head of the church, then who else will be the shoulder? And this government is not the government in heaven, it's the government on earth and in heaven. But the body is not in heaven, the body is on the earth. And that is why the Bible says, the body of him that feels all in all. Meaning that on the earth, the body of Jesus is in every sector, is in the agricultural sector, is in politics. Jesus is everywhere through his body. That is the mystery of the mystical body of Jesus. And the Bible says he reconciled things. You know how God does things? He finishes it before he asks us to start. That is why we can say that we are more than a conqueror. He finishes it before what? He asks us to even begin. So when he reconciled all the resources unto himself through Christ Jesus, then he gave us the assignment to execute that reconciliation. And that is what it means that, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So your assignment is to reconcile politics, is to reconcile finances, money, dollar, pounds. Because if it is not reconciled unto Jesus, it will not be channeled for the purpose of God's big idea. It is the Lord that gives the power to get wealth that he may establish the covenant. So the essence of the wealth is to further the covenant establishment. But if the wealth doesn't come, the covenant will not be established. Are you listening to me? Then he went further to say, and had committed unto us the word. That word, there is, and there is, and the reason he committed logos unto us is so that in the end, he knows that it is by this word that all things were made. And without these things, nothing would be made. So he gave us an assignment and he gave us the ultimate tool. And that ultimate tool is the word, is concept, is ideas. Everything begins with an idea. The world is ruled by an idea. Everything that we are running today is ruled by an idea. Even the church coming here and gathering is an idea. Oh, somebody says, no, I don't need an idea. I need God to just speak to me. When God talks to you, what he does through knowledge is to transmit idea to you. That is all he's trying to do. He's trying to communicate his idea to you. And I, I, am, I am passionate about this because until you know that God is willing, more than willing, to commit an idea that will make you rule in your own world, make you rule and correct things in this world, that idea will not come because if it comes, you're going to waste it. Are you getting me? And that is how wealth is created. How did Coca-Cola start? I mean, a scientist or a doctor, a scientist somewhere, came up with some equation, wrote it down in a paper, and took it to a clerk in a shop and sold it for $500. And it went away. And the amount that that was sold to took it, then began to mix all of the condiments prescribed in the, in the idea, in the, in the document. Then it turned out to be Coca-Cola. Today, Coca-Cola is an employer of millions of people. Sustains the sugarcane industry. Sustains so many other industries. One person came out with a concept somewhere in his laboratory, sold it to a man who eventually turned it. And every time they began to multiply and serve it to people, then they began to enhance the production, the service, bottling it. After it was initially in a jug, in a cup, then bottle, the bottle began to evolve. Because somebody just took a $500 idea, $500, and sold an idea for $500 that has failed the generations. 
That is how things, everything that the clothes you are wearing is an idea. And let me tell you, God finished his work. He did not finish the work. The work continues. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The work does what continues. And you and I have the responsibility to continue the work. The essence of making us in his own image is that we will sustain the same potential of a creator. That is why this mouth is not forced for eating. It is forced for speaking to create. How many of us, I think I've told us the meaning of abracadabra. It means I create as I speak. Of course, it's been disabused. I mean abused. That is why when the Bible says that man became a living soul, the original rendering has it as the man became a speaking spirit. Because it was unique among God's creation. Every other thing were created, they couldn't speak. But when God wanted to make someone in his image, he gave him the ability to speak. Only me alone in the car. I was driving home and I was imagining the wonder of voice and words. I said, how did God make words? And I discovered that, okay, we make sound but intelligently and we can communicate ourselves. Imagine that we live like dogs. Imagine that we are limited in intelligible communication. And all we could do is the bark. <laughs> when I look at brain and I want to call his name, I say, <laughs> but if I want to call this, I say, <laughs> that would be very funny. So God gave you an ability. And let me tell you, he gave us an ability to think. You know that you have to think first before you talk. That was how God created. You don't know God until you know that he's a thinker. The Bible says, oh, how deep are thy thoughts? Are you, you know, oh, how deep are thy thoughts? And guess what? As believers, we consider thought as unimportant. We consider speaking in tongues as more important. And guess what? Your, when your tongue becomes fruitful, meaning that your thought is aligned with what you are saying, you become powerful and prophetic. Meaning that if you can add thought to your spiritual jingoism, you're going to explode. If you can have thinking, if you can take time to think. The Bible says, if I speak in tongue, I speak ministry. He said, I'm speaking mystery in the spirit, but yet my mind is unfruitful. He said, but don't stop at that. He said, let everyone that prays in tongues also pray that he may interpret it. So that his thought can capture that which he said in another realm. He said, that man will become powerful. Because you are going to speak and we're going to speak the minds of people. To speak the minds of people, you can design product without research. Because you have been able to pry into their mind and get into a higher database than what data analysis will give you. Is someone listening to me? You can just think. People don't know the power that God has given to us. You don't know that he gave you an assignment to reconcile, but he gave you the tool, and that tool that he committed a word of reconciliation. Meaning that you are going to be effective minister of reconciliation when you begin to tinker with the concept, with the words for that reconciliation. That is when you become effective. I told us how the Holy Ghost night came. I told us that all of this came because God communicated his thoughts, communicated words to people. And we live our life, go morning, Monday through to Friday, and never bother that I've not received a new idea this morning. Whether to improve on what you are doing or an idea that you have been asking the Lord to help you create wealth. All of you learning anything, whether you are learning UI or UX or Anything that you're learning, your skill, your skill exposes your mind and makes your mind to become more fertile to receive idea in that regard. That is what it does. That is what it does. Everything created by an idea. The car, the Tesla, the Amazon. And let me tell you, you will mine more resources from the mind than you will do from the earth. It doesn't matter whether... Uganda has the highest gold or Namibia has the higher whatever. Those who mine the mines are the ones who are the wealthiest. The resources, the income of about five companies in the U.S. is more, more than all the African combined. And yet African holds the highest resources in terms of natural resources than any part of the world, Africa. But guess what? Few men, few men, just few of them 
in the United States makes make more money than Africa makes. Can't you rethink? Are you listening to me? We need to rethink. I love it when our spirituality can meet up with what we are doing. I mean, for me, that is the Christianity I like to preach. That's the Christianity I like to see. When what you are, what all that we've been taught in church, all that we are doing can directly impact on that which is in our hand. Thou anointed my head with oil and my cup runs over. Meaning that the anointing should affect what you do with your hands. And I've told you the challenge is that you want to do it the way Adeboye did it. No. You don't neutralize your uniqueness by copying other people's faith. You must receive your concept and run with it. Because your idea is who you are. What you receive from the Lord is what you become. The beauty of tongues, the beauty of spirituality is that, as I, 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 I made mention of it just some minutes back, is that, let me tell you, you may not do so much research because you may not have the resources to research. But when you stay with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost has all of the data. He has all of the data. I was, I was tinkling, with, tinkling with an idea, and I was telling a couple of people an idea. And I told them, I said, this idea can provide solution for this. And I shared with my wife, and I began to look at the idea back and forth. Then back and forth, back and forth. So, and I said, okay, I put it on the shelf. I was thinking with more of the ideas, becoming more, because when you think out with ideas, you play with that, you become more creative. That's how you become creative. When something comes to you, you may not be creative, but when you begin to play with it, because everything is created when you are playing with it. Hello? Is it like this? Oh, it's not like that. You think when an idea comes to you, it just comes and everything, no. It will come to you as a thought. When you receive it, it becomes a concept. Are you listening? But why it becomes a concept? When you receive it, you conceive it, then it grows to become a concept. In order to become it, you have to keep tinkering with the thought. Play, playing with the thought. You, you may, it may hit a wall of resistance, and then it comes back again. You rethink it again. You discover it evolves. Netflix did not begin with streaming. Did you hear what I'm saying? Netflix didn't start with streaming. When the creators of Netflix came together to form Netflix, they were working in the same company. Of course, one of them, who is, I think, Rudolph or Radolf, one, I I've forgotten his name, had, had, had been a serial entrepreneur. Had, had, had actually started a software company in 1991, and he sold it about seven years thereafter for about $700 million. So he had enough money. The other guy also works as a marketing director or whatever in the company where they were. So they were thinking that, okay, what idea can they do? They were thinking with the idea of Amazon. Let them walk around something like Amazon. So, you know, he now told the, the guy who had the money, said, if you can think of an idea, I will fund it. So they, they were just talking back and forth, sharing different ideas, and they were throwing out, okay, why not do this? They threw it out. Why not do this? The guy threw it out. Until one day, the guy looked at Blockbuster. Okay. Can we also start, this, discover that Japan had invented CD, and they knew that CD was going to become the in thing. And they said, okay, can we start with the idea of, you know, movies on, on CDs, then we start, you know, distributing like Blockbuster, but by mail. So what they did was that they did what they call the proof of concept. Now, they now bought a CD and sent it from one person to another person. They discovered that the CD arrived safely. When the CD arrived safely, they found, you know, the idea that it works. So what they did was I decided this subscription model. And, you know, you subscribe, we send you this, you take this, and then it became an instant success. When it became an instant success, they started a website. People started subscribing, started subscribing and all of that. They went, block, they went to Blockbuster to buy their company. Of course, Blockbuster refused to invest in their company. But guess what? It moved from selling CD. Then after the while, they began to stream. So when they began to stream, they were still selling DVDs. I mean, renting DVDs out, rather. They were still renting the DVDs out, but they were a streaming company. So they now said that they were DVD companies that also stream. After the while, they became streaming company that also rent DVDs. After the while, they faced out DVDs. So it did not start with what you have. But who knows? If, of course, certainly if they had not started that idea, it would not have evolved. It would not have evolved. You can't totally kill a man who has an idea. 
Because when you kill that man, his idea is multiplied. That is why you cannot kill terrorism. It's an idea that has been parted into this world. It cannot live until this world is totally extinguished. When an idea is born into the world, it can be submerged. It will rear its head in another generation. For about 400 years, everybody was quiet. It was called the silent years. There was no prophetic word. Then suddenly the world rears its head again through John the Baptist. So don't think you can kill an idea. As a matter of fact, it's been said that it is dead men that rule this world. Because the people who design democracy are long gone. The democracy that you and I are listening to today are running our government and shouting, this is not democratic. The Socrates, the Aristotles, the Plato's, who started the idea of democrata, they have long gone. And you and I today are talking about democracy. It was Abraham Lincoln that gave it a more succinct definition I mean, to democracy, but it actually existed before Abraham, I mean, Abraham Lincoln but in the mind of the Greek philosophers. So the philosophers started this idea of democracy. So who is ruling our world? Dead men. So that's how you rule even when you are long gone. Of course, Jesus is not physically on the earth. We know he's alive, but he's not physically here anymore. We don't know him after the flesh. But today, in all of the nations of the world, Jesus' name will be lifted up on earth. There is nothing any government can do about it. You, 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 you kill them, Jesus will multiply. <laughs> you leave them, Jesus will multiply. That's how the idea, that's how idea is. Idea will take you from one location and distribute it to everywhere in the world. That's what idea can do. Have you seen this thing here now? The person who conceived this thing, we don't even know who the person is, but he's here. He's here through his idea. Because the Bible says, every time you have an idea, it has capacity of life. Meaning that it can live. And the Bible says that life that it has will become the light of men. Light means the solution to men. Solution that men need. And God wants you to have ideas. He wants you to have his ideas. And let me tell you, if you are going to create wealth, you will need to start sourcing for ideas. You just need your mind to be open to ideas. So the guys who were creating Netflix were just saying that, let them think about an idea. Then they subjected themselves to thinking about an idea. In the process of thinking, they stumbled on one that became a success. 15, 20 years after, became a success. Somebody listen to what I'm saying. What are you doing with your own mind? That's a question. What are you doing with your mind? Like I was saying, I was sharing a story about myself. That is why I believe that believers, honestly speaking, and I will campaign this to the ends of the earth, you have, a, you have an advantage to download ideas from the Lord. Are you listening to what I'm saying? without even the benefit of research. How did Elisha know that they were plotting against the king? How? The king said, no, somebody must be giving the king of Syria intelligence. That was what they said. And they said, nobody is betraying you, O king. There's no intelligence. There's no satellite anywhere. But there is a prophet. There is a man that everything you say in your bedroom how did Elijah know the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to what I'm saying? The power of the Holy Spirit already knows existing ideas that will run. Run successfully on the platform of this earth as at now. But guess what? Those ideas were kept away from the world for you. But not many people are asking the Lord for wisdom. The Bible said the wisdom that God ordained for your glory. Meaning that he kept it away from the world, but for you. Not that he kept it from you, he kept it for you and I. Because it will be our only chance of experiencing glory in the end times. But rather than seeking wisdom, what did the Bible say concerning us? If any among you lack wisdom, let him ask God that give it to all men liberally. Now, the challenge is that you think God will give it only to Christians? No. He gives it to all men liberally. That is what the Bible says, and operate it not. That is why you see a lot of them having ideas that should be your own inheritance. Now, God is not giving you the power to dispossess. Even at that, you are still very lazy. 
You're not even thinking about it. So I was thinking about it, and I told my wife, and I, and I, of course, started thinking about it, and started talking about it, and started thinking about it, and the idea kept evolving. But one day, I stumbled on a paper, the paper by Pricewaters. It's one of the biggest consulting firms, I think, in the world, in Nigeria. Pricewaters, Pricewater something. And they did a research by three erudite individuals, one of them a PhD holder, the others also of some high degree. And they did a research. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When I found the paper and they did their research, guess what? They, after they have actually analyzed the problem in Nigeria in particular, that is making a particular sector in Nigeria to be in deficit of about 300 to 900 billion dollars. That was the assumption of what Nigeria is losing. Guess what? The solution that they have done research, the solution they have researched at that level with their resources and their skills and their profile was a solution that I was thinking on my bed. You don't understand the power of the spirit. When I look at it, it did not validate the idea, but I got excited. That it took them so much resources to put it together, but me, it took those the Holy Ghost to minister an idea. The Bible says, a minister bread to the eater and seed to the sower. God is willing to minister to you ideas. But guess what? Your mind is not ready to receive ideas. When you come to church, what do you ask the Lord for? Because you're not going to be wealthy. You're not going to be able to create wealth if you don't have ideas. You're only going to work for people who have used their brain to think through. And I've told you that every job that you are, that you are celebrating and sharing testimony about is a business. There is no security. If the business fails, there is no job security. Yes or no? It's a business. And because we have believers who don't think, who don't think about ideas, whether solution ideas, whether ideas that can create new things and change trends, we don't think like that frequently. Guess what? Even offices that have employed us are actually suffering because we can't even max out our potentials to think through for that business, to think through for that office. And say, this is a solution I think that would help us. And guess what? Nigerians, whether they are Christian or not, God is giving ideas to people. The Bible says he gives it to everybody who seek it. Did you hear what I'm saying? He gives it to all men. It is the only believers. It is the only believers. Uh, God even gave them so that believers can have some comfort. And you have clothes to wear. <laughs> Otherwise, staying in church and clapping hands and praising God will not make this clothes for you. And God said you should come to church clothed. So it therefore means that if there are no people who are working on making this material that you want to church, we can't gather in church. Because how would all of us gather in church naked? Haven't eaten of the fruit for the forbidden fruit? Then it will be a forbidden experience. That's what I'm saying. You are the one that have separated government from the church. You are the one that have separated economics from the spirit. You are the one. You are the one. God did not do it. The challenge of the world now is that they try to separate the church from the state. God didn't bring religion. He brought government. He brought order. He brought power. He brought influence. We were the one who started religion. And everybody starts sectionalizing. Say, I'm an atheist. I'm a Buddhist. I'm an atheist. And that, that, that. No. That wasn't what he brought. He said, upon this will I build my ecclesia. Ecclesia are, are not just people who gather and clap their hands. They are solution. They are, they are people who that is sent as emissary to, to, so, to colonies to colonize a particular territory. So they come there. One has to be a lawyer. The other has to be a politician. The other has to be a, a general in the, in the army. Once you have them, they send them. Then they send them with their team. Are you listening to what I'm saying there? And they begin to regulate and colonize that particular place after the order of the, of the region, of the government in Rome. Hello? Does not matter how small or how big you are, idea of God can come. You know why? Because by ordination, the government of this world is upon your shoulder. The politics of this world is upon our shoulder. The government of this world is upon us. It may take us long to be able to make that a reality in Nigerian you know, space, but the truth is, it doesn't change the fact that government is upon our shoulder. 
Government is upon our shoulder. Economics, government is upon our shoulder. I'm saying that because I feel strongly that God wants to change the seasons of this church. So that he can create people, he can make people who can create things. God wants to change. The Bible says that I have multiplied visions through the ministry of the prophet. So what I do when I come like this is to open you up so that God can drop ideas into your heart. But I'm so challenged because people just come and go and they are not thinking. And you do seven days and return and you have not done any thought at all. You have not thought anything through at all. And I've told you that when you start thinking, God starts talking. Many times God speaks to us through our thoughts than he does through any other means. Ask any man of God will tell you the truth. That even if God drops something in your heart, your thought would have to open it up to be able to understand what has dropped in your heart. And if your thought is unfruitful, you will not enjoy that which has been deposited inside of you. Now listen to this, and I'm going to round up with this and leave room for question and answer. If you don't ask me a question, I will ask you a question. Praise the Lord. And those who are online, if they have questions to ask, they can as well ask their questions. Somebody listen to me. Sam... 127. If you bring a Bible to church, you can read Psalm 127 for us. If you don't bring a Bible to church, you can listen to us. That is your own idea. If, are you there in Psalm 127? Except the Lord build a house, the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watches over the city. The watchmen are awake, but they are awake in vain. Can you continue from there? Uh? Better. Yes. 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 Continue. And the fruit of the womb. Praise the Lord. Now, those two verses, those two verses, one says, it is vain to rise up early and return late and eat the bread of sorrow. Let's do analysis. You rise up early, you return late, and eventually you eat the bread of sorrow. What is the bread of sorrow? No, it's a bread, but it's called the bread of sorrow. Meaning that you are eating what is killing you. You are eating what is not satisfying you. You are eating things that you have born, you have gotten out of so much sorrow and so much sweat. Why? Is that because you rise up early in the morning and you return late. Now, where do you find that happen much in Nigeria? In Lagos. Lagosians need the help of God. That is why they said that, can somebody in Abuja date a, a Christian in Lagos? <laughs> I don't know what they mean, actually. <laughs> can a Christian date somebody in Lagos? I really don't understand. But listen to me. Say, it is vain. Say it. Say, it is vain. For me, David, to rise up early and return late at night to eat the bread of sorrow. Now, vain does not say it is evil. But he's saying that this is not sustainable. This is not the design. This is fake. This is original. This is fleeting. This cannot be bank on. This has no insurance. And guess what? Majority of us wake up in Lagos. Some people live in Alagbado. And they go to as far as LBS. Lekki. And some are even approaching Alaro now on their way to Ekpe, and they go to work. And they return, and you look at them in traffic. One of the things they will lose eventually is their health. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? They will lose it. But God is showing us here that he is not in support of that lifestyle. God's idea of work is not living. Spending five hours in traffic, eventually spending eight hours at work. How many hours together? You have 13 hours on the road. How many time, how many hours do you have for yourself and for him, even as a God? So you are living 13 hours of your, some people are doing 15 hours. Hello? And all they use 15 hours to do is to serve mammon. 
The Bible says you cannot serve God. And you will either despise one and embrace. He's saying that it is possible that a man claims to be serving God and Mammon. The only thing is that one of them will be a casualty of love. So many of us are already in the service of Mammon and in the service of God. What is happening is that we cannot love them equally. You will love one more than another. You will despise one more than. So when you live like that, there is no way you will not despise God and his service. He's not saying that you don't want to do it. He said, but you don't lack the power. You lack the power. If you have to spend 15 hours of your day on the traffic. In the traffic. And you say life is not fair. You see a little boy, 16 years old. And the father just gives him a car. And then he comes to the car park and press, beep, 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 and he enters. And you just stay there. The smoke of the downfall that wafted in the air choked you. <laughs> then you begin to be angry with your ancestors. Please, you can start with that. Start getting angry with your ancestors because one day you are going to be an ancestor. <laughs> and what you sow, you will reap if you are not careful. <laughs> so the Bible says it is vain to rise up early, return late, and eat bread and so But guess what? You see, Psalm 27 is a, is, a, is a mystical passage of the Bible. He has so many things coded into it. I'm wondering how the Lord arranged it like that. There seems to be some kind of disjointed sarcasm discourse in Psalm 107, but guess what? He's so locked up that by the Spirit you can decode all of the nuances that God put in Psalm 107. Guess what the solution is? What is the solution is in the next verse. He now says that children are what? The heritage of the Lord. And what did he say? Now that appears not to have any economic implication or connection with the previous verse. Yes or no? Because when you read that, you'll be looking at the bouncing baby that is brought to church and we're about to dedicate. But God is showing us a concept. In order to be able to cure what happened to you, to people by, in verse, is it verse 2? What happened to people in verse 2 by going out late, coming, going out early, returning late, and eating the bread of sorrow. If you go out early, return late, and the bread you are eating is the bread of pleasure, it's another thing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But here he's very emphatic about the bread of sorrow. But the solution now is locked up in verse 3. And guess what it says? He said, children are the heritage of the Lord. You know, children means outcome. He said, children are the heritage of the Lord. But guess what he said? He said, the fruit of the womb is his word. Now, in the Bible, you will know that the Bible talks much more than the fruit of the womb. It talks about the fruit of the body. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, I want you to know that there is the fruit of the womb and there is the fruit of the brain. When somebody comes up with a project and then he's pursuing it, what do you call it? He said, that is his brain child. God is saying that if you are going to cure verse 2 in your life, then you have to understand that I, the Lord, will give you a seed that will become children. And I'm going to give you that as a reward. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? In order to stop struggling financially, economically in your generation that you have begun now, discontinuing from your fathers who couldn't help so much, he said then you have, to be, you have to open your womb. But this time around, it's not your womb, it is your brain so that you can produce children. You know, sometimes when you talk to people who are not even excited, there seems to be a disconnect. I can tell you that maybe 50% of the people here, they don't even really still get what I'm saying. If you are going to cure struggle in your life, God is saying that I'm going to minister seed to you. I'm going to give you an idea. I'm going to give you a concept. And that concept is the way I reward you. Because by the word, all things are made. That you also are going to be a co-creator. But for you to be a co-creator, I would have to administer seed unto you. That is why he says the fruit of the womb is his reward. Nothing biologically looks like the fruit of the womb is a reward from the Lord because everybody gets pregnant. <laughs> so God actually encoded in that verse the solution for verse 2. 
that I am going to begin to reward your brains, that you begin to download ideas and solutions, then you begin to become a solution bearer to the people, and that becomes value and makes you valuable, and value is what you exchange for money. If you seek to exchange time for money, you're going to be poor. But when you exchange value for money, you're going to be rich. But guess what? Not many of us are trained to go after God like this. And that is, what, that is where the problem is. Because God seemed to be indifferent to the people who are indifferent to him. The Bible says, draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. What you do first determines what God will do next. If you're asking for wisdom, it gives you wisdom. But you have spent most of your time praying for relationship. I say, God, give me a husband. Hello, give me a wife. At most, God, give me a job. A good job. So some people, good job is 250,000 there. Something that giveaway is not even enough for giveaway. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The fruit of the womb is his word. The fruit of the womb is his word. Your brain is a womb of God for ideas. And that was why God said, Jesus said, be careful what you listen to. Don't listen to the Pharisee. Because if they can take your brain and you can hear them, you will conceive their thoughts. And their thoughts becomes a concept in your life. And that will begin to rule your life and rule the world. But many times you would expose this brain to people who are not communicating the knowledge of God. Every time you look at the Bible or you are hearing from the Bible, you are listening to the ideas that come from the Lord. That's what it means. And when I read in the book of Isaiah, it says that my ways are not your, my thoughts are not your, and your ways are not my ways. He said, I have a problem with you. God here was not even, see, here, in comparison to man, God never boasted with power, by power. As in, I am more powerful than you are. I mean, why would God do that? But when it comes to thought, to tell you how much God rates thinking, he said, man, I'm having a problem with you because you are not thinking my thoughts. And if you are not thinking my thoughts, you will not understand my strategies. He said, when it comes to thought and strategies, the way I do things and I achieve things, it's so different from your own. You can't be like, you can't function like me if you can't capture my thought and you don't understand my strategy. He said, but so shall my word be. Meaning my word will come to you and it will communicate because word is a transmitter of ideas. My word will come to you and will begin to communicate my thoughts and what my ways to you. Because if any man gets the wisdom of God, let me tell you, the, the highest, the conclusion of warfare is to receive wisdom from the Lord. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There is what is called, I was, I'm going to teach this on Wednesday, talking about reward. There is what is called the knowledge of wisdom. There is knowledge. And knowledge can be many things. But there is what is called the knowledge of wisdom. Wisdom is a concluded thought, strategies, solution that God had designed to solve a problem. That is wisdom. Wisdom is a solution. Wisdom is not just knowledge. Are you listening? Now the Bible says that pay attention to my word. He said, if you pay attention to my word, he said, then you, when you find it, he says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto your soul. So shall what? When you, when you, when you eat on it rather, he said, so shall the knowledge of, of wisdom be what? Unto your what is it? He said, then your expectation. He said, then there shall be a reward and your expectation shall not be cut off. When you are able to capture the knowledge of wisdom, what it means is this. God already has solution for electricity in Nigeria. Designed, not by man, designed by him. God has solution to all of the problems of the world. From the beginning in Genesis, God has been solving the world's problem. He is still solving the world's problem. He's not uninterested in Nigeria. He's not uninterested in the nations of the world. You think God is not interested? He solved electricity problem in the first place. Light problem. He said, let there be light. 
So he's solving problems. It's not surprised that Nigeria is chaotic politically. There are nations who have been corrupt and also chaotic politically before Nigeria. America had their own civil wars. So God is interested. And when God is interested in a place, in a person, in a community, he has a solution. He doesn't just try to think what to do. He already knows a solution to that particular thing. Now, when you are now exposed by fellowship and you are exposed to the Lord by inquiry, what God gives you is not just an information about the problem. He gives you the solution about the problem. That is what is called the knowledge of wisdom. Meaning, I now know, and let me tell you, when a man of God or any believer is operating by the words of wisdom, that is exactly what it means. When Elijah said, you know what, to, to bring solution to this thing, go and cut this particular tree and throw it there. He was able to get exactly how God solved that problem. So he just gave them. Life will become cheap. Victory becomes easy. Triumph becomes so cheap when you can access the wisdom. And when you access it, it is called to you the knowledge of wisdom. And the Bible says there is a word, a reward. There is what? If you don't want to, I know you are learning stuff. If you don't want to, live all your life eating the bread of sorrow, you must understand that the fruit of the womb is his reward. Now, there are many believers who have never been taught that God wants to reward them with ideas. Ideas that even in your office, where you are, he will give you an idea to solve the problem and that becomes your promotion. And they will tell you, you know what, you can work remotely. When they are sacking everybody, they say, don't sack that boy. I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed us because of him. It's because you have an idea. Don't say that God does prosper Potiphar and prosper Laban because of Joseph and Jacob. They were implementing divine ideas in their businesses. But because the Bible is not that explanatory. They were, to let you know that they were implementing divine ideas, what happened when Jacob left? It was it that idea that he refused to implement <laughs> in his boss's business that became his own prosperity. Yes or no? He doesn't even implement ideas. These men know they knew the way of wealth. Let me tell you, they knew the way of God. The men that had this heritage that all of us are latching on they never spoke in tongues. But they knew something about God who rewards. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They know about, you know, it was an angel that came to Jacob and began to teach Jacob how to crossbreed in his favor. An angel, you think God doesn't know? Oh, goodness God. You don't understand that God knew blockchain before blockchain ever came to reality. He knew about it. He knew about He knew everything. God knew everything. There is nothing hid to the Lord Almighty. You are the one that has left God because you want to be busy at work and you have separated God from your work and God has left you so that you can run with your own sweat. Now you are struggling. You are short of ideas. You can't even do anything. But guess what? If you know that God ministers idea, nobody wakes you up in the night to pray. Nobody. People are not really motivated by process. They are motivated by rewards. Because you didn't see the reward of tongue talking. That is why they have to encourage you to tongue all the time. Because you don't know that it makes your mind fatter. Oh, the fecundity of your soul is such that will become the envy even of the darkness. Because your mind is open to the Lord. He paratical. Nobody is motivated by process. Everybody is motivated by their own comfort. What is the need for them? The reward. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The process was, was, was Achillean. But he saw the joy. He kept looking at the joy. So when you know that if I can keep tonguing for the next five hours. 
and I keep doing it, I will break through into the database of heaven. I will secure a wisdom. I will secure an idea for my business. Who will do will encourage you. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Oh, Maliba Reka Tavaladia. Then he said, Bring me in the Urim. I need to consult with the Lord. And he had an idea. And the idea told him, Pursue. This is the right time to pursue. This is the right time to begin that idea. Pursue. He said, You will surely recover. And he gave action to it. And he did recover. And he recovered even his wife and his children and even more than the enemy has taken. I'm telling you that your Christianity will not matter so much if you don't know this. If you, have, if you divide your life and divide spirituality from your life, you have killed your Christianity. You have limited its potential. He didn't try, God didn't seek to raise Christians. He wanted to raise Ecclesias. You know why you are actually searching? He searched the mind. You are searching with tongues. Lord, I need a solution. What can I do? Not just that you are seeking idea. Let me tell you, you are also taking care of spiritual resistances. That can even try to frustrate that concept and idea. You are all in one by speaking in tongues. That the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, and I will know the hope of his calling. I will know the reason for which I've been invited into this company. I will know Melulia Kata Indorokuzia. Radekete vele kovaria nengala koshke bredida livarato kadia da eklakto voshke brekedi varato kalidia da lembaradia kodi badia that my mind becomes so fertile for the spirit marika tavalia dashkeva embrado kazizia rakatavaladia kodia ekokoto vorodo endevela dushke bregedida ande varakoto valadia da ekoto vorodia da endevoshke vande libarada badia do you need the next idea? For the next level instruction for the next legs instruction for the next level of your life and call upon the Lord until the time that his idea came until the time that his word came the word of the Lord tried him the word of the Lord set them free the king set and loose them Lord open my mind up in the Lavoshkaba Anglet Devan Radiakova Diada Ekatakatavaradia de Zuziaskava Livarakotovaladiada Ekatavaradiada Andevelekotovoske Pradida Andevoskava The fruit of the Wado Katika Caparado Katika Caparado Katika Caparado Katia Lakata Ekotovarodia Malagadia Andeberadoske Pregatelia Randevelekotova Andeverosiaskava Ekatakatakatavaladi I will not be short of wisdom. I will not be short of divine wisdom. My mind is open to the Lord. My heart is open to the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My heart is open to the Lord. My mind is open to the Lord. I receive divine. I receive divine. I receive divine solutions. Solutions to problems in Nigeria. Solutions to problems even among business to business operations. In the name of Jesus. I will not eat the bread of sorrow. My children will not eat the bread of sorrow. My wife will not eat the bread of sorrow. My family will not eat the bread of sorrow. Lord, my heart is open for your reward. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to the Lord. Thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, we thank you for today. We open our mind to receive from you, Lord. You are the one that ministers seed to the soul. We open our heart to receive from you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We receive divine wisdom. We receive divine solutions. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And the people say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please, can we give an offering to the Lord this morning? 
Hallelujah. And everyone online, if you're giving online, you also you can give it to the church account. It's on the MixLR platform. Stalin Bank, account name, Fragrance of Grace Church. If you have an offering, can we lift it up to heaven or stretch forth our hands, Father, in the name of Jesus? We declare this offering blessed, sanctified. We receive it by good measure, present, shaken together. Men give to our bosoms according to your word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, you can give your offering as we bring the service to a close. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Is somebody blessed? You will not be the same. God will give you solutions. You become solution bearers. Not just to your family, but to communities, to nations, to groups, to businesses.